From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. What's up, everybody? It's Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. Coming up on today's show, picking apart Corey's column. You ready, big dog? We're just going to try to fill a Monday show for you folks. Also, the Zaxby's indescribably good player of the week. Wake Up War Champs, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. Check out their daily lunch specials, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily, only $8.99. It also comes with a side today. Build your own burger, half-pound Black Angus burger, Includes lettuce, tomato, onion, and a pickle, and you get your side dish of straight fries, curly fries, onion rings, potato salad, broccoli, side salad, tater tots, or freshly cooked potato chips. Again, it's only $8.99. What are you doing, Bill, you madman? We love it. Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, cptallybar.com. That's the website. Don't forget tomorrow, trivia. Warchant.com, Ultimate Assemble Sports Source, thumbs up. You can check out the great story, Henshaw's House, a franchise that Irish OFL's been doing with longtime NFL and college assistant George Henshaw. Good insight into Florida State. Almost as good as Corey's columns, which are also over on Warchant.com. You need to be a subscriber to enjoy. Only $29.99 from right now up until September 1st. The longer you wait, the worse the value is. But the value is still amazing. So that's so like $3 It's like three dollars a month? It's I'd, Something I'd, like that? You know, Come on, gang. I have to move Come back on. in my mom at this rate. I don't know how we're keeping yeah. all the you know, lights <laughs> on and stuff, but uh, we're trying. Uh, hit the thumbs up, five-star rating and review. I'd appreciate it. Corey, how you doing, bud? I'm good, buddy. I was actually at Corner Pocket on Sunday. I had a burger. Uh, it, I built my own, too. I threw a fried egg on there. My man. It was kind of brunch. You know, it was brunch time. Yeah, yeah. You know, watching a little Dolphins football, a little Dolphins playoff football. Mm. So I uh, had a little fried egg on my burger. It was uh, as delightful as you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Good little weekend of football in yeah. the NFL. Maybe even somebody with the Florida State ties will be involved possibly in our Zaxby's Indescribably mm. Good Player of the Week later on uh, but we'll try to meander through a show for you folks here it won't be possibly the the usual 45 hour long show but want to give you something on a monday as you're driving into work or hanging out around the office or hanging out with the kids at home Corey penned a column well he didn't pen it he typed it that would be right. cool have you ever physically wrote a column or is it always you at least be typing it out on a typewriter even before that no one really even before the yeah. yeah the computer days i never wrote one out no i haven't that, how crazy would that be to write a column what would i do with it after i wrote it <laughs> scan it you know and upload it as a pdf <laughs> That's right. yeah fax it to someone yeah so no i've never pinned i've never actually pinned a column it is titled entitled so just how close is florida state to competing for a national title which I think we probably touched a little bit on uh, during the Renegade Express uh, thread. Mm. Only thing I want to kind of look at here, Corey, maybe we'll just focus on the offense, uh, defense, maybe another show this week if we have to you know, find ways to fill some time here. I agree with the overall crux of this column, which is, listen, embrace it, Florida State fans. I mean, if, if you looked at that Georgia-TCU game a week ago and you thought, man – we can't hang with Georgia. You're kind of looking at the wrong thing. Like, look at TCU. They're the number two team in the nation. That's that's the neighborhood mm. you're probably flirting with coming into 2023. Like, you are a potential playoff caliber team. You're a potential uh, ACC championship team that gets you involved. The one thing, though, Corey, and we mentioned this kind of on, on the show the other, the other week about 
having to kind of regrade guys after we see how they've played and, and the importance of the portal, right? We, the portal versus high school is high school. There's, it's a bit of a crapshoot, right? We're, we're going yeah. based on high school tape and how they look in shorts and pants and, 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 you know, shirts and T-shirts and shorts when they come to campus for a junior day. But, like, we see these players play. Jared Verse, five-star for sure. But offensively, I don't know. I think Jordans are only for sure – surefire five-star guy on offense not that that's a problem it's the most important position and I don't know how many other teams if we regraded their rosters how many of their five stars are five stars or how many of their three stars are playing up at that rate but like do you really think like Jeremiah Byers Jaheim Bell I mean would you classify those guys as five stars because of what they're ranked in the portal yeah I mean I, I think and I and I made this comparison before um you know what do we know about an 18 year old from Lake Worth um you know, we, we take people's words. If he's the number nine player in the country coming out of high school, he's a five-star super-duper prospect, right? right? Right. Well, I I tend to take that same consideration when it comes to a guy in the portal. If the people that do this for a living rank this guy the number... And, and also look at the offers, too. Like, it wasn't like Jeremiah Byers was offered by Florida State, Troy, and Hawaii. Hmm. I mean, all, the big boys wanted him. But if you're ranked the number six or seven overall player in the entire portal out of thousands, man, to me, I know you're you're not you only get them for a year, maybe, but you're a five star. Like Jared Verse was number nine last year. I would say that panned out to being a five star prospect. He played like he is a five star talent. So again, we don't know for sure until we see him on the field. But you don't know with with uh, the kid out of Lake Worth either. I think you know more about a kid that's played uh, at least a couple of years of, of Division One football than you do somebody that's never played a college snap before. So that's that's the only reasoning is that if Florida State went into, let's say if the Florida State recruiting class of 2020 had four of the top 12 players in the country in it, and they were now redshirt sophomores, you would all be very, very excited about what these people, what these players are. And that, that was kind of the crux of it is that th these guys are, um, you, you know, I don't know if you call them five stars, high four stars, whatever you want to say, four stars. They haven't, I guess they haven't proven anything at Florida State, but they've proven something in college football. So I, that was the point. It's like you got four of the top 12 people in the portal. Yeah. You got the number one defensive lineman, the number two offensive lineman, the number one tight end, and the number one pure cornerback. Like that is a – Alabama doesn't do that with high school kids. So that that's – so when you when you look at the team you have now, and you already have a pretty good amount of talent, and then you throw in four of the top 12 portal kids in the country, well, now you're talking about a team that I think, like you talked about, could end up being in TCU's position next year. And hopefully they just handle the moment better. I mean, I'm not, and I even made the point in the column, I'm not predicting a national championship. Beat Wake Forest first, kids, before I start predicting national championships. But when you look at the talent that's already on the roster and then you, you bring in this kind of portal class and they're not done, Man, you're, you, there's no reason you aren't at least competitive with the best teams in the country. It depends on how you play that day, clearly, but you're not overmatched. I just don't think you're overmatched right now. Yeah. Travis Hunter's the only guy that they've ranked as a five-star that's in the portal. Uh, and I, I agree with the the sort of sentiment of your your position here, and I, I agree with it, man. I'm, I'm all about the portal. Uh, it'd be great to get you know four out of the top twelve kids that were in high school that were five star kids, but I'll I'll take that out of the portal. But also, you wouldn't. They, what would they do for you in twenty twenty three? Exactly. Not a ton. No. And this team is ready to compete for something special now. Yes. So that's why it's a little more important than normal to get that kind of talent now. Like it again, nobody would say, "Oh, you, you, 
you get four of the top 12 high school players in the country. Oh, who cares? Uh, that's a huge deal, obviously. But for this particular team this season, um, it, it's ready to win. It's it's poised to do something special if things break a certain way. And, you know, that's that's that was kind of the point. It's like I think so many people watch that Georgia game. It's like, oh, yo, we can't compete with that. It's like, number one, Georgia isn't that good. I promise you. TCU was horrible. And you're good enough to be in the conversation. Now, once you get there, it's up to you. Like Florida State, would they have won? Would the basketball team have won a national championship in 2020? I don't know, but they put themselves in pretty good position because they were going to be a two seed in the tournament. And once you get in the once you get to that area, it's all a matter of you know matchups and playing well. But you would not be stunned if uh, this Florida State team, or even this like this Florida State team we just watched, could they hang with TCU in Michigan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. And they're going to be better next year, theoretically. So that's the point. Don't don't be scared by Georgia. They lose a lot. And uh, they've lost, I mean, they lose a, like 10 or 12 starters, including some really big, uh, big deals. And again, they reload. That's great. But you're kind of loading up too. The difference is Georgia's kind of loaded up for the long haul. Right. We don't know that you are yet. But for 2023 specifically, you have a roster that if you play well, have injury luck and turnover luck, can be in the conversation for the playoff. And if you get in the playoff, buddy, you have a chance. As a Braves fan, I promise. That Braves fan, that Braves team in 2021 wasn't, it was one of the worst teams in my lifetime that made the playoffs for the Braves. Probably the worst team. And they got hot at the right time and won it. You know, you're only having to win two games, not not four like you would have to in the, uh, the, the next year. So that's all. That's all I'm trying to say, folks. Yeah, I was just looking at it, too, about you know, just because you are, though, the number one cornerback in the portal doesn't necessarily mean you're one of the top 15 cornerbacks in the nation. But it's good to know that you are the best kind of available there and right. you're going and getting them. So it kind of makes me want to spin a little bit forward to in terms of like if there was a top 100 of players in the country, mm. I think for sure we would say Jordan Travis, Jared Verser on that list. Yeah, probably would put Johnny Wilson. I think Johnny Wilson's like, I think he'd probably be like your third best overall player, like prospect. And I don't know if you put Trey Benson like fourth. But how many like top one hundred guys you yeah. think they would have? Because I think that's maybe I, that's the next way we need to zoom out and look at this roster and what they're putting together. Yeah, that's a good point. I would say four of the top hundred. And you're right, Cypress isn't the best corner. I mean, we don't think anyway. He's not the best corner in the country. He was the best cornerback available. I also think again. That includes the high school kids, though, because I wouldn't expect a high school recruit, even if he's the number one corner in the country, to come in and be better than this kid in 2023. He might be incredible in 24, but in 23, getting adjusted to college football, I think you'd rather have Cypress. So, uh, but yeah, I, but we don't know, right? Like maybe the Fisk kid is unbelievable. Maybe Byers is a first round NFL talent. Um, you know, they, playing at UTEP and playing at Western Michigan. You know, nobody would have said two years ago that Jared Verse was a potential first-round pick being good at Albany. Right. He is now. So maybe these two guys take that leap, too, and prove to be just as good. Jaheim Bell, maybe in this offense, can be... Like, I guess what I would look for, though, uh, to kind of counter back, counter back to you is how many all-ACC caliber players are there? Mm. Because yeah. in that instance... Jaheim Bell could be one. Trey Benson is one. Verse is one. Lovett is one. Jordan Travis clearly is one. Johnny Wilson, um, Cypress. Patrick Payton's nipping at the yeah. Patrick Payton's nipping at the heels of being that. So and Cypress has been one. Right. By the um, way, so, Ventrell Cypress is the number eleven overall 
uh, in terms of coverage of all uh, defense of cornerbacks this past year. And everybody yeah. ranked ahead of him as as legit played like over two hundred snaps. So, yeah. uh, but power five, there's maybe yeah, he's like he'd be being inside the top ten. There's a guy from Boise and uh, Toledo oh, ahead of him. So oh, okay, they don't okay, they don't count. They don't right. play football in Toledo. Right. So yeah, um, they, they got they got a lot of those guys too for sure in terms of all conference caliber yeah, players. Are yeah, probably I, and, here. and so you when you look at this roster again, you're not overwhelmed by surefire early round NFL draft talent. But you are when you look at it, the starting twenty-two. There, I mean, think about all the experience this team has and good experience. Like not not just I love you, Corey Mangum. Not Corey Mangum experience, um, but experience of playing well uh, at this level. Um, that's that's a big deal. You have a lot of experienced talent. It is not a perfect team. Um, I do not expect. I'm not. I'm not predicting a national championship. I'm not even predicting an ACC championship. I think they'll be right there. But they're going to have some game, some close games. They have to play well down the stretch and win. But I just think when you look at that roster and you look at college football, I, I think the overall point is when you look at college football in general. I know Georgia just won the national championship by 55 points. I get it. I do think that's an anomaly. I do think being, you know, struggling at times with some other teams this year is more of the norm as we move forward. And I look at Alabama. Like Alabama had the best, probably best quarterback in the country and the best defensive player in the country, and they lost twice and could have lost two more times, including to a bad A&M team. Like there's just parity there. So I, I just think Georgia and Alabama, and I know it's a crazy argument to make a week after that game against TCU, I think they're, they're falling back a little bit because of the portal, because of NIL. Alabama just lost another receiver. Um, they're falling back, and I think the rest of the pack is catching up incrementally, a little bit. Maybe more than incrementally in a case like Florida State. But I do think that experience and maturity and just being grown men matters. And Florida State has a bunch of grown men that maybe aren't collectively as talented as what obviously Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State have on their roster, but they're older. And again, you want a 22-year-old Good college football player or a 19-year-old going to be great college football player? That's that's what we're all going to be looking at here in the, the maybe the rest of our lives, but certainly in the foreseeable future, is that. Like, what, what matters more? Obviously, talent wins out. But young talent, I don't know that it trumps good redshirt juniors. I just don't know. I, I, we'll see. We, we, this is me predicting things because... We're just start. We're in the infancy of the portal age, really. Like I think this Florida State team, well, TCU to a certain extent because they had thirty-five guys, but that that didn't start at TCU. But they a lot of them were JUCO guys or guys from like smaller schools that hadn't done a whole lot. Um, Corey Wrens of the world, um, but not that he came from a small school, but a guy that hadn't accomplished a lot. Florida State is a collection of a lot of grown men that have played a lot of college football that are good players. And so they, I think they're going to be a really interesting case study in moving forward. Is this the way you can build a national championship contender? Or is it still the likes of Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Clemson doing it that way? The clutch shot, the biggest hit. It's time for the Zaxby's Indescribably Good Player of the Week. You heard the man. Time for the Zaxby's Indescribably Good Player of the Week. I defer to you, Corey Clark. Who you got this week? 
I'm not going with the cheerleading team, but oh, th- because there's so on. many of them. There, I can't just pick one. There's so many of them. But right. they, the cheer and dance from Florida State won the national championship this year. Um, the small was, co-ed Division One A cheer gold medalist, Florida State University. By the way, mm, yes. there, you go. there you go. There you go. Put that in the case, baby. Mm, Put, but where's that banner go? Um, but that, congratulations to them. They really do work hard. I know I sound like a principal at a high school assembly, but having having watched Cheer for two seasons on Netflix, those they're athletes and they put in work for real. Right. So congratulations to them. Uh, they shined when the when the moment was the brightest, when the stage was the brightest. So good for them. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the tennis court, Aslan. Um, Florida State's men. I didn't realize this. Are number 16 in the country. And on Sunday, they beat number seven, Georgia, my alma mater, who's awesome at tennis, always. And, uh, man, of course, the guy I'm going to name is indescribably good. His name isn't John Smith. Why would it be? It's Antoine Cornut Chauvink. Chauvink? I I don't. Sorry, buddy. I know you're an avid listener, probably. But uh, he's, he's Florida State's number one singles player and number one doubles player are on the number one doubles team. So they pulled off an upset. Him and his teammate, Barnaby Smith, won the number one doubles point over the 19th-ranked doubles team in the country. And then in singles, my man, who's number 12th in the country, beat the number one singles player in the country. Georgia had the number one singles player, Quinn. What's his first name here? Ethan Quinn. Sorry, Ethan. Sorry, Tallahassee. Was it nice to you? You lost the doubles match and the singles match to Florida State to our man, Antoine Cornette Chauvink. So Florida State should be rising up the... The rankings after beating Georgia, they're now three and zero. So, congrats to them and uh, Dwayne Hulkless, who's uh, looks like he's got a good team this year. All right, we'll get ready to say his name one more time because when I toss to you when we leave, I'm, I'm not going to remember his name. So, just be, okay, got it, stand got by. it. Uh, I'm going to go with our guy, God's Child Three. I think is uh, his Twitter handle, but you all know him as Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, three tackles in a playoff game, solid. Good job for Asante. Right, uh, yep. but our guy also had three interceptions all in the first half. His first playoff game. Just an incredible individual performance out of him. Unfortunately, his team kind of buckled all the way around him. But shout-out to all our good friends out there in Jacksonville. Congrats on the win. He graded out at 94.2 on Mm. PFF. His coverage grade was 94.3. Our dude. Maybe we would have been able to hang with Clemson in 2020 after all. You know? Maybe. Maybe. I doubt it, but hey, man. I, I I like the positivity, buddy. Asante Samuel Jr. and... Antoine Cornut Chavink. Our Zaxby's indescribably good players of the week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, on the way out, just kind of want to maybe finish up a thought there. Uh, back to putting together a championship caliber sort of roster, Corey. How, how much of this is going to be kind of the impetus is going to fall on maybe, I don't know, not so much maybe you and me, but but fans in terms of like recalibrating what it's like to root for a college football team because recruiting was such a big part of that experience. I guess yeah. maybe the NFL draft and free agency to a certain degree is what NFL hardos get to kind of rally around, but like recruiting was a real... 365 day thing and it was really cool to notice a kid or hear about him when he was a sophomore and follow him and he commits and etc etc um with where now it's 
all right, you have to focus on the here and now. So much of it's been stockpiling talent, getting the cupboard full. But now it's, man, riding the ebbs and flows even that much more now. Is that maybe the case, you think, to where you get everything to line up in that one sort of special year and you have to really strike it rich, whereas, you know, in the dynasty days, it was like, all right, man, it's, it's fine. We're just going to keep rolling through this. It's, is it going to be a, a sort of learning curve for fans to, to kind of realize, hey, like 2023 is – to a certain degree, a make-or-break year, like an all-or-nothing sort of year, and we have to kind of wrap our heads around that way of rooting for our favorite teams now. I don't think it's all-or-nothing because I think the sentiment will be, okay, well, yes, this is what we lose after this season, but you know, the portal will be open for defensive ends, for safeties, for tight ends, for a quarterback if you need one. Um, I think that's – like I wonder – not to completely avoid the question, but what do Alabama fans – feel now because they when they had a, a dynamic five-star linebacker or safety or offensive lineman that didn't play a lot his first two years he was still in the stockpile though he was still like okay now he's ready he's going to compete as a redshirt sophomore for a starting spot at right guard and he's going to be awesome because he's two years at Alabama he was the number nine player in the country coming out he was behind a couple of really good guys but now he's ready to shine well no now he's gone He's somewhere else. Again, Alabama's lost like literally 28, 26, something like that, guys to the portal this year. Now, yes, I get it. They reload. They bring in better players. But they're not – That we don't know if they're the, – you. the way you built a program in the past was these guys that waited their turn, like those, those quarterbacks at Florida State and the dynasty that wouldn't play until their fourth year. Well, those days are done, except for, the, hey, Tate, love you, buddy. Mm. Love you, T-Rod. Way to hang around. But most of the times, that's not happening anymore. So I think that's an adjustment for everyone, even the big boys like Alabama and Georgia. They're losing guys that they're not used to losing. But for Florida State, I think it's, you know, you look at this season and you're like, man, it's just, it's an odd place to be. And I, I, I can't, I know I say odd all the time, but like you go into last season and you're like, okay, Florida State, they're going to be pretty good here, here, and here, but they need some work here. And, and once the Oklahoma game's over, you're immediately going, all right, well, what are they going to do at safety? And, you know, I don't know that Florida State has a great – I don't think they're very good at safety right now depth-wise. Akeem Dent and Shaheen Brown might be fine. Who's behind them? Like, literally, who are the backup safeties that you feel good about? Well, you also know the portal's out there. So there's a chance, and spring practice is coming up, and people are going to leave after spring practice. There's just, I think that, that I don't think it's all or nothing like you have to win this year because you don't have a chance next year. You're going to have to go probably get, unless we see some developing uh, of these younger guys, which we might, they might end up being awesome. You're going to have to go get 10 or 12 more guys next year that can play right away. But that can't happen. So, I think that when you look at the when you look at the program, the Florida State program, I think you see okay, it's ready right now to compete for some big stuff in 2023. The year after that, we don't know, but there's no reason to doubt they won't go get players and be competitive because that's what they hey they might retain the whole team again, mm. except for Jordan. All these guys are sophomores, right? Like Verse, Verse will have two years. He still has two years of eligibility. So does Johnny. So does Trey. Maybe they all come back, but. That probably won't happen clearly, but you you do trust, right, that the next wave of good college football players are going to be rolling through Florida State, and it is beautiful in the sense that you can't compete with Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State on the recruiting trail. They're going to win those recruiting battles more often than not. They just are right now. 
Maybe in three years when you've been a playoff team or you've done some great things, you can. But right now, you can't. You can't compete that way. You're going to lose because you, you're not getting there, guys. If you're only building on high school through high school depth, well, their high school players are better than your high school players, sometimes by a wide margin. But you can compete by getting older dudes against their younger guys. Younger and better versus older and more experienced. I don't know. I not I shouldn't say better. Maybe more potential versus older guys. That's that's where you look at. So yes, you're gonna be losing a lot of guys off this team, but I don't I I I don't think this is just the one this this is the one time you can put together a team like this. They're you know, they they've clearly they've clearly figured out something and been very, very good at it, right? Like, they, yeah. they do it as, as well as anybody in the country. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think they will continue to be able to mine the portal very effectively and get the players they want. And I know they have a pretty persnickety formula, and, you know, they, they want to make sure they bring the right guys in, but I think they'll, they'll figure out a way to accommodate what needs to be accommodated to bring in those guys. But for me, I guess so much of it is, is it's Jordan. And I don't know, maybe yeah. you just have much more confidence in – Tate Rodemaker, not that I I don't have faith in Tate, but I just think Jordan versus Tate is just going to be quite a bit of a difference. That's why I think there is so much onus on uh, 2023. Uh, but I don't know, maybe if they have enough elite guys, maybe they keep bringing in these offensive linemen. A guy, I don't think Casey Roddick can stick around, though. Maybe Byers can stick around. But maybe if they have like an elite offensive line that can just give Rodemaker all the time he needs to operate, and he's you know, pretty effective thrower of the football. Maybe then they'll be all right. But I think that's, I, that's so much honest, of why I put a lot of pressure on this yeah, coming season. Because it is Jordan's year. But I, yeah. I will say, I, and I'm not I'm not predicting that Rodemaker will be the starter in 2024. I, I'm not even predicting that anybody on the current roster will be the starter in 2024. If Jordan goes out and has another huge season and puts up a ton of yards and a ton of points and maybe gets invited to New York, being the quarterback at Florida State isn't a hard sell. You know, so again... You look at next season and go like, man, yeah, maybe Rodemaker is the guy. Maybe Duffy takes a leap. Maybe Brock Glenn is awesome. Or the portal is, there were 60, what were there, 70 quarterbacks in the portal within two weeks of it opening? Jeez. That's that, that could be where your starter is. You literally have free agents to pick from, really talented ones from all over the country that might go want to play at Florida State. So that's that's why I think it's cool in a way for fans is there's always the the unknown it can be scary, but can it can also be pretty exciting? Like, man, they you you know we might they they might get a, a kid that's a five star talent to come in and play defensive tackle for him next year, or a kid to come play quarterback next year. I mean, all that all that can't happen now. Where you know, ten years ago, you'd be looking at this roster going like, really, this is the quarterback roster? Or our last year, you're like, really, these are the tight ends? Well, here, how about this? If you lost Jordan, say if he would have gone to the draft this year, these are the guys that were out there. Like here's your top five: Devin Leary, Brennan Armstrong, Sam Hartman, Spencer Sanders, DJ Uwe Ungalale. What are you thinking about Florida State in 2023 if they had one of these guys starting? I think you're thinking that if they and but everything else stays the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably a ten win team. Yeah, maybe okay. you're not probably. I probably wouldn't have written the column about competing for a national championship. Yes, yes. I That's do understand I'm that, but. Competing for a ten wins is still a, a, a cool thing, and and, and uh, you know Devin Leary's a nice player, and and Brent Armstrong's a nice player if he's in this system, maybe. So you never know, but yes, I, I see your point. Um, next year, like twenty twenty four, I wouldn't think any of us are expecting it to compete for a play. Well, maybe a playoff spot if it's the top twelve, mm -hmm. but probably not a national championship contender. But I do think you go into next season like you're look in October. 
you're like, yeah, Tate and his backup action hasn't really impressed, and neither is Duffy. They got a they got a hole there. They got to fill. Well, there's shovels to fill it now. Is that you fill a hole with a shovel, right? Yeah, with the dirt. Yeah, that's the yeah, portal. Yeah. Is the is the ultimate shovel. So you 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 have a chance. You you know you'll have a chance in December to go get somebody good. Like yeah. Notre Dame's got Sam Hartman. Yeah. They I mean, feel good about and, him, but they didn't lose Jordan Traps. I mean, that's the thing, you know. Well, yeah, they that's got there. The, he's certainly an upgrade. There's probably a pretty good chance you're not going to upgrade over over Jordan Travis, yeah. um, but you can still get somebody that can go win you games, and that's a cool place to be because where Florida State was three or four years ago, where it's like, okay, it's from Francois. You either got Francois Hornswoggle or Blackman. Like those are no choices at all. That's 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 where you were. The Hornybrook were the guy, was the guy you could get back in the day. Well, now you can get somebody that's good, actually good. Um, they could come in and, and has won a lot of football games and can play for you. So that's it's pretty it's pretty cool, man. Right? It's pretty cool. Hey, maybe you can go get that kid that uh, that uh, wants to not go to Florida. What's his name? That recruit? Oh, Jalen Rashada. Yeah, go get him. You only owe him what, offer him eleven million. <laughs> By the way, think about that. So the rumor is what that uh, thirteen that. 13 million they promised them and then they're not paying them. Right. That's the scuttlebutt. That's the rumor, yeah. Think about what that does to a locker room. Like that's out there. Like that that number even came out there. Like what are you are you crazy? All his teammates are going to know he makes 13 he got paid 13 million dollars and what if he's not any good? Like I I don't know, man. I that that I like that it's secretive a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. I'm sure the players maybe talk amongst themselves, but a high school kid $13 million for a high school kid? Like, why not just go offer Drake May that? You know he can play. That's that's just a crazy promise of money. Um, or if it happened, I should say it's alleged, but if it happened, that's just a crazy way to spend money on a high... I would never do that. I mean, the thing except is, his nobody, last name is Manning. There's nobody worth it. Like, even Caleb Williams wouldn't have been worth $13 million to go to the Pac-12 championship game and lose, and then lose a New Year's Six Bowl. Bryce Young would not have been worth $13 million Well, not in a high games. school, right? But I, my point is you don't know, know what they right, are. Right, right. You right. don't know what they are. Like, I think... Look, man, Drake May might be worth it. I don't know. If, you're, if you think you're a dynamic quarterback away and that kid's out there... Okay, sure, whatever. I mean, that's a that's a ridiculous amount of money. I don't. I wouldn't say thirteen million. That's just far fetched and ludicrous. That's that's like more than what is Lamar Jackson? Make? I was about to say like that's got to be more than what I don't know. So Joe Burrow. What's Joe Burrow's rookie contract? It can't be much more than that um, for a year anyway. But but um, so but it's like th with those high school kids. It's like you just don't know. You're never going to know. Like what would Xavier Lee? have demanded on the open market if NIL was a thing in 07 or whatever that was, 04. I mean, it would have been, he was like the five-star, super-duper number two quarterback in the entire country. And he, he wasn't a good, he wasn't good. So you would have just, I mean, that's just, save that money for somebody that's proven they can play at this level. That, mm. that would be my, uh, I, know, I, we know, I know we got collective people listening to this. That would be my advice. Don't go too crazy in the high school world because you just don't know and you don't want to waste your money. Joe Burrow, eight hundred ninety-five thousand base salary this year, three million dollar roster bonus. What? But he his but he must have gotten a signing bonus. Of, yeah, five point nine million of his prorated signing bonus counts against the cap. But I don't know how much of that signing bonus he gets this year. Or, yeah, uh, how much that's spread out. But yeah, well, still, I mean, Jan, right. Jan Rashad would have made probably close to triple. Yeah, what Joe Burrow is making. Well, they, you know they didn't have to pay that Wisconsin quarterback much. 
Got him on the cheap, I would think. Folks, it is the NFL Super Wild Card Weekend in the books, but mm. there's one game left. The Cowboys taking on the Bucks. This one kind of scares me. MyBookie.ag's got you covered. You can bet for fun or you can bet, you know, shoot, win. Put money in your pocket, and it's that much easier when you use the deposit bonus, which is Warchant. That's all it is. Just put that promo code Warchant in, and your first deposit will be instantly bonus and juiced up, depending on how much money you put in. And it's simple to capitalize on this bonus. You just got to put one bet down. That's the amount of your deposit. Cash out when you win. There it is. Piece of cake. I explained it. Cowboys at Bucks, two and a half. The Bucks are getting it home. Uh, I don't know, it's like a trap, man. I feel like Dak's going to come out really angry tonight, Corey. What do you think about the Cowboys and the Bucks? I mean, I'll give it, I, I'll say I, I think the Bucks are going to win, but I also thought there was no way the Dolphins could hang close mm. to the Bills. Uh, I apologize if anybody followed that advice. Uh, also, shout out to Mike McDaniel. That was that was just a master class there in the fourth quarter of uh of using timeouts to avoid delay of games and then getting delay of game with the season on the line. So God bless you. With a 52-second play clock, by the way, Aslan, yeah. because they reset the clock once it got down to 14. Mm -hmm. So he got an extra he got an extra 11 seconds, and they still couldn't get the play in. So anyway, I, I don't care. I don't care. But I'll, I'll say I, I, I just like the Bucks at home. The, do the Cowboys have been playing not great. And uh, you're right, Dak. Dak has been awful, so I think he's got something to prove here. But... I don't know, man. Maybe the Bucks are going to make another run, another team of destiny. Yeah, we'll see. Check it out. Go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code WARCHANT for your deposit bonus. I don't know, man. Hoops, you want to talk about it, Corey? Anything to talk about? I mean, I just, you know, Baba Miller can't catch tonsillitis in November. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, or October. Like, he's got to wait until he's actually eligible to get sick. Is that Does that not just sum up the state of this program the last year and a half? This is nuts. It's absolutely nuts. They were like... Last year at the turn, like around this time, they were like five and two in the conference, maybe five and one, four, four and one, six and two, something like that. And since then have been just nothing but losses, usually humiliating ones. Uh, they don't guard. Uh, it's odd that they just keep playing the same defense to let teams get in the paint, kick it out for wide open threes and expecting them to miss, which they don't. They given up 27 threes in the last two games. Um, but yeah, Baba didn't play that. That certainly hurt, but you know, the fact that their best players couldn't make shots didn't help either. And the fact is, they're just not a very good basketball team. How? What else can you say? They're 5-13. and 13. Uh, But, hey, they got Notre Dame uh, maybe Tuesday, sometime this week. They're at Notre Dame. Maybe they can pull Correct. off a season sweep there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a long year. It's a miserable long year um, for a program that I really hope can, I don't know, find some magic again here in the next year or two. Am I weird that I'm not that bothered by this? I, and, I f and I do feel bad for Leonard. And I'll always feel bad for Leonard for getting 2020 kind of stolen away from him. Uh, but just with the football team being on the bounce back, I just yeah. I can't really be that depressed about it. And I feel no, I, bad, I, that's a it's a good point because it's weird. Like when Florida State was great with Jimbo, uh, the basketball team wasn't good. Uh, they were missing the tournament, and then now that they've gotten good again, they're you know they're it's weird. They can't like coincide together yeah. really well. Um, not since like the George McLeod days, I feel like, or the, well, the Charlie Ward days, they were pretty good, both of them. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think football takes some heat away from it and shout out to basketball for being the light in it, the light in those dark days, yes. three, four years ago, like two, three years ago. I mean, they were, they were the, the sun in an otherwise really dreary. cloudy, overcast, dreary, dreary, yeah. dreary landscape and dreary sky. They were the sun. So now that Florida state is good again at football, yeah, we can give them a break. It is bothersome that they're this bad, though, because 
they shouldn't be. This is uh, you, they didn't they didn't necessarily build on the uh, the the great the great teams they had around the turn of the decade, and now they're one of the worst teams in the ACC. They're five and thirteen, and they just can't catch a break. They just can't catch mm-hmm. a break, man. They finally get their most talented player back. He plays seventeen minutes in his first game, and then is out with tonsil who tonsillitis. That's still I mean, a thing. Is, I didn't know that was a thing. Is he? Had, I mean, you know, let's hope he doesn't have polio or gout. Like, I mean, it's just crazy that this this all this just happens. It just happens. Maybe I don't pay enough attention to the other schools in the conference, or certainly other schools in the country. But is Gonzaga out there just losing guys to sprained ankles and and tonsillitis, hmm. or do they somehow field the full roster all the time? It just Florida State. It's just always. It's just always something. It's just always something. Plus, they don't guard, and that's a that's a big deal. Matthew Cleveland though remains a double double machine. That's cool. Yeah, I th- I think he's only like sixty away from Dave Cowens' record. Oh, All yeah. Right. That's the thing is like I think he he it's the most now since nineteen seventy five, right? Right. The the seven in a row or whatever it is, but to get to that next number, oh. I don't even know what I think it's in the sixties. <laughs> Cleveland's gonna have to be here till he's a, a super senior. Um, yeah, that's he's not. I think once they tell him that, maybe he stops going after rebounds so hard. Okay. He's like, you know what? I can't. What? What's what am I? What's the next number? What? Oh, that uh, the last person to get eight in a row happened in 1970. Oh, that's cool. How many did you end up getting? Oh, 61 straight. Oh God, I'm not doing this anymore. That'll be the that'll be the conversation. But yeah, shout out to him. It really is cool to see him rebounding and, and playing hard. They just they were they were all not very good from the floor except my man uh, Corin. Cameron Corrin had a really nice, uh, a really I like nice him. game. He can be something. I mean, he's, he's a good I, oh, I definitely piece, think he can be. Yeah, yeah, he he definitely can be something. There's something to take away from there. I think he's a, I think he's a player. Um, I think there's a few pieces here and there, but they as long if they're going to keep playing defense like this, they've really got no chance. Honestly, they just don't. So hopefully that gets turned around or figured out. All right, stay connected to WarChant.com. I think I would imagine we might be able to get a Zoom. I don't want to. I don't want to put pressure on the sports information staff over there. But with Pat, with the Dolphins bowing out of the playoffs, I would imagine Patrick. I would imagine Patrick Sertan is going to be uh, yeah. coming to Tallahassee here soon. Maybe we'll be able to catch up with him and hear from him. Uh, otherwise, lots of reaction from Junior Day over on the Premium Recruiting Board. Michael Langston's got you covered on that. Uh, and once again, tip of a cap to the co-ed cheerleading team for Florida State. Mm. The 2023 national title is Florida State's first at the UCA competition, which we all know stands for the Universal Cheerleaders Association. It's right. the first ever for a seminal co-ed team. Florida State last won a national title in cheerleading, the all-girl division, back in 97. So, Man, what a drought. The drought is over. We back. We back. All right. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah. Thumbs up on the way out. Maybe a five-star rating and review as well. He is Corey. I'm Aslan. Thank you for listening to this edition of Wake Up Board Chant. As always, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill.